Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Welcome into the Monday Scramble podcast from up here at Augusta. Jay Coffin here with Ryan Lavner and Rex Hoggard. And fellas, we've each been up here for a uh, – Rex is waving. So hello to all the you this at This is his first home. podcast, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Yep. He's very nervous. <laughs> He's very nervous. Uh, we're here in our rented house, and I'm next to this uh, creepy doll that has uh, has been uh, here in this room for the last six years. And it is, on it is creepy. We'll send along uh, – anybody who, who insists on looking for a photo, then – Jump on my uh, on my Twitter account, but but we digress. So we've each been up here for a couple of days, um, you know, all the preview hype, the top six in the world, and everything. But we've been here for a couple of days, and Rex, we'll start with you. What what in your mind is different now than it was, say, forty eight hours ago? This crazy, out of control, insane forecast I'm staring at right now. I, I don't play a weatherman on TV or on a podcast, but this is what we got going on: sixty percent chance of showers. Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m., winds gusting to 25 miles an hour. As the week goes on, gusting to 30 miles an hour on Friday, high of 68. Saturday, gusting to 25, high of 63. And it could be even colder on Sunday morning. This is, this is so, so what you're saying exactly is that cold Jordan windy. Spieth is not going to be touching 20 under par this year? No. Well, I, I, I could have told you that in the podcast the other day when you were driving like a madman. <laughs> because the Green Jackets were never going to allow that to happen. What, what this tells me is that I think we're staring at another year where the field is suddenly wide open. The year that Zach Johnson won, very similar conditions, hard, fast, windy. I think we went from a list of maybe 10, 15 guys that you could sit here and make a good argument for that could win this tournament to 20, 25, maybe even beyond that. Yeah, I think we were already looking at the most wide open masters that we've seen in years just because you have so many top players playing so well. But Rex, I think... That's a, that's a great point. Is this going to be just like 2007 where it's not just the high ball hitters who can fly it in there and land it soft. Now you're bringing in Zach Johnson. You're bringing in a medium length hitter mm-hmm. who can contend at Augusta National. We've already The players have already been talking about how the greens are firmer and faster than they were at this time a year ago. Unless we get some heavy rain, that's only going to be the case further as we go on the rest of the week. The wind's going to dry those things out incredibly and it's going to be a really stern test in the weekend and we and it's sort of not that it's in the players heads but the players you know that we've 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 heard from earlier in this week are expecting maybe even single digits to win this thing like you're saying right like if anybody gets to 10 or 12 they're probably going to win this thing jason day of all people who hits it as high as anybody as long as anybody has got the ball in the hole better than anybody over the last month really over the last eight months right said on tuesday yeah, eight nine under might be a pretty good score. So, you know, we'll wait and see how it plays out. But it's already these guys are already thinking and, the and preparing. Is actually worse, worse than, than exactly. what they're anticipating. Yeah. The wind of twenty five to thirty. Thirty, yeah. 
I well, mean, and here's the that's deal. very no, rare. No golf course changes more from Monday to Thursday. No golf course changes more from Wednesday to Thursday. I mean, the folks here, they have it down to a science. They can dial it up and make it as hard as they want. And the fact that players are talking about already how hard the greens are, how fast the greens are, how firm the golf course is, I think it does give you an indication. They weren't going to let 19 under win again. That wasn't going to be an option. And then you factor in these weather conditions. It's going to be a hard week. Not U.S. Open. Let's don't get crazy. But it's going to be much harder. I'm sure we'll still see birdies on Sunday afternoon because that's what they do. We will, but it won't quite be the fun masters of 2015, right? No. That was the fun master. No, or, or 2011 when <laughs> yeah. you had Charles Schwartzel making four yeah. birdies in a row to, to finish here. I don't think we're going to quite see one over par win like it did in 2007, no. but six, seven, yeah. eight under par, it's all going to come down to how those uh, players perform on the par fives. All right, so the weather will be the weather. Obviously, that's, that's something to monitor um, you know, because we do play an outside sport as far as I'm – or we don't. Well, we do, but we're not we this do, but week. Not, not very well. <laughs> not very well. I've never seen we, anybody that's We cover an outside sport. But let's uh, knock off some of the players that we've talked to just a little bit earlier this week. How about Rory McIlroy? Rory comes in on Tuesday saying that he's that he didn't prepare for this week like he has every other time for the Masters. This is his eighth Masters. He's always come in and had sort of a scouting mission of sorts before. Didn't do it. Wants to try to keep it normal like every other week. Um Good move, bad move. What, Rexy? What do you think? I think it's a good move. Look, he knows his golf course. I've always been a little dubious of guys. Even Phil was talking about it this afternoon. That look, he needs. To, he feels like he needs to do his routine, which is come in a week early and then play a lot when he does show up. I don't buy it. I mean, the golf course has not changed. It's still the same golf course that you played eight years ago. The conditions are going to change, and I think in Rory's case, it was an information overload. There was too much going on in his head. What he needs to be worrying about is making sure his swing and his game is in order, and I think that's where the focus is this week. I think the information overload was a couple years ago when he was making his first couple trips around. I don't think that's the case anymore. Now I think it's a, a matter of pressure, both internal and external, to win at Augusta National. Everyone looks at his game. He hits it long. He hits it hot. He can hit those towering iron shots. He has a decent touch around the greens. You say Roy McIlroy should win not just one Masters title, but he should probably win... A couple of them. And now you throw in the fact that you got the career Grand Slam hanging over his head. And it's a reason why he went out his first 27 holes last year in three over par. And basically got lapped by Jordan Spieth because mm-hmm. he has all this pressure. So I think I'm not sold on this change routine. He's changed virtually everything that he's done in previous years. What he's done up to now hasn't worked. Why not change it? It has worked over the last four years. He's progressively gotten better. Hasn't won, and that's all that matters to him at this point. As far as the Grand Slam goes, I think actually, as much as he can be under the radar, as far as that conversation goes, it's not like last year. We didn't lead with that story this year like we probably would have last year. So I think that has That certainly helps. That has subsided a little bit. And and look, you're going to do the things that you do. I, I, I don't understand why players feel like they need to come in this week and treat it like any other tournament. Why they don't treat it like any other tournament. The fact is, if you show up at an event and you play a practice round on Tuesday and a pro on Wednesday and go on to win, that's a good formula. Why not use the same formula this week? Yeah, I'm sort of indifferent. I mean, I I, I agree with you, Lav, in that it it has yeah he hasn't won, but he's not just laying sod all over the place. The last four years, he has trended in the right direction. Correct. Every single year, he has got. So you know what is so so by him trying to take pressure off himself. The thing is, though, if he doesn't play well this week. It's going to put more pressure on him because it's going to show that his 
it, whether it had anything to do with his preparation or not, that will then sort of be blamed for a poor performance. Well, now he's basically run and then out what of will ideas. we do next year? It's exactly right. he's basically run out of ideas. Yeah. on how he can contend at Augusta National? He's changed his putting stroke. He's changed. He didn't come in for a, a pre scouting mission. He didn't. Now he's playing one ball in practice rounds because he wants to simulate a, a tournament experience. He's thinking about not overthinking. When he's a world class player and he has enough talent to get it done, there's it's only made, one comment. Which means he's thinking really too much. Sense. There's and a it, lot of those comments that made sense. Not not as it applies to this, because I think the only thing that it's going to boil down to is the new putting stroke. That's what's going to make the difference. If he doesn't win, it's because he doesn't feel comfortable putting cross handed on these greens, which is certainly understandable, considering these are probably the most demanding greens guys are going to face all year long. You're putting something in play that you've been testing on tour for a month since Doral, so it. It's always going to be a difficult transition. That's going to be the deciding factor. Not more, any of these other things. Do you have more confidence in Rory's stroke or Adam Scott's stroke? Oh, Adam Scott. By far. And look, you're, you're talking to a guy that three months ago would have said the exact opposite. Maybe even a month ago. I mean, before Riviera, I probably would have said the same thing. The fact he's made this transition look not easy, but effortless. I mean, it looks like he should have never been putting with the broom handle stroke. It looks like he should have never made the transition away from the traditional stroke that he had before. He has so much confidence. He's won here before. I have, yeah, I think Adam would be the guy I would go towards in that direction more so than Roy right For both now. those guys, they just yeah. need to have a decent putting week. They're both I think I agree not a great good. One. And I thought Adam Scott, and he's talked about it a little bit before too, but I thought he was really good on Tuesday when he came in and, and talked about, you know, everybody was thinking he wasn't going to be able to putt with the, with the short putter when he did putt well with it before. But he said his epiphany was he realized now why he putted so poorly with the short putter before and realized that if he would have stuck with it just a little bit longer, maybe he never should have gone to the long putter. So we look at it as, hey, he was pretty good with the long one and he's going to be a disaster with the short one because he had those issues, which is why he went to the long one. Well, he said that and said, I realized why I stunk with the short one. And fixed all those issues, and that's why I'm putting well with the short one now, so I thought that was good. All right, let's move on a little bit. Bubba Watson, not feeling super well. He's another guy that a month ago was off hot off his victory, I think was number one on Lav's hot list. Um, and, leaving, leaving, leaving Lav's, West Coast, uh, of course he was. In, yeah. in Lav's What Have You Done For Me Lately Masters hot list, um, Bubba Watson was there. Um, said today, or said on Tuesday that he was 80%, sort of had a, a, some sinus issues. I guess we don't really know um, how he feels, but it's it's something. He's one of the favors, and he's not a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, back to this point about picking favorites. <laughs> let's let's be clear that I'm using the most information at my disposal to make that 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 decision. So if Bubba Watson just wins at Riviera and he's coming off a good couple months of the season, yes, he would be the favorite to win. Now, Rex, I I believe you picked him to win I did. this week, and it's certainly disconcerting when a favorite is. Not feeling well enough to even go into the media center and talk. Well, if we if we let well, you change your pick right now, you probably would, wouldn't you? Of course you, you would. If we let no, you, I don't know that I would. No, I mean, it, look, I, I made the argument in the car when tough he was, conditions. He was driving like Bubba a madman through the middle of Florida. I made the argument that look, I I, I have doubted Bubba too long. I, I've always thought that the, the bottom is going to drop out eventually. He just doesn't have the consistency that you would think that to pull off what he has done over the course of his career. Forget about what he's done here, which is amazing, but even at other places, to win at Riviera, to win at some of the places he's won, it, it's blown me away because he doesn't have the profile to do these things. I think he finds another gear. 
he finds another gear at this place. A lot like we talk about Phil Mickelson when he drives down Magnolia Lane. He gets those special feelings. He gets motivated. I think it's the same thing with Bubba. When he finishes second at the row, he wins Augusta. Where did he finish at the row this year, Laugh? Yeah, but... Second. But he's, say, he's telling us he's not 100%. And this is a week where you might have to grind it a little more than usual, which tend to, tends to get Bubba... When has Bubba ever a been... Little, when, a little When fussy. has he ever been dependable in terms of if you think he's going to win that week, that he shows up and performs well? Uh, never. I right. mean, that, that's the, the craziness about Bubba. And so now all this attention's on Bubba because everyone thinks he's going to play well. He's only Augusta National is buying property to Bubba-proof this golf course. He, he can do things on and this DJ golf course. And DJ-proof and Jason Day-proof. I don't think it's DJ and Jason Day that they're worried about right now. They're not the ones with two green jackets in their closet and blows it over the corner on 13 and it has a wedge or no, you know, some course, sort yeah. of ridiculous iron in. So I, I think those those are the things that make Bubba the X factor when it comes to this golf course. Those are the things that make him, you can't ignore him. I don't care how sick he is. And he seemed fine today. I mean, I listened to the interview. It didn't sound like he was dragging along and needed to go to it. But he had a back issue a couple weeks at at Bay Hill. So did Jason Day and that turned out okay at the match play. Transition to Jason Day. (laughs) Segue. All right. So, well, so if we wrap it up, I've got a few, few more minutes here. I mean, anything else to stand? We haven't really talked about, about Spieth too much, Jason Day, a little bit about Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, Phil Mickelson. Phil seemed pretty – is Phil ever better during the year than he is on a Tuesday in the media center at oh, the Masters? he had some terrific <clears throat> one-liners on, on Dustin Johnson. You can go on GolfChannel.com and, and, and read those. But, but, Rex, one of the things that we both kind of turned our, turned our eyebrows up at today was when Jordan Spieth said that he actually feels better – on Tuesday of Masters Week this year, than last year. Let's not forget last year he you won. Bu- he you buy in that? Spar and he's he, coming off the playoff. He, 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 got, he, got, he got close in San Antonio. Yeah. He lost in the playoff in Houston. He says he's better right now than last year. You buying that? I am buying that, and I know you're always a little dubious when it comes to comments like that. But I, I feel like you look what he did last week at the Shell Houston Open, and he, he birdied four or five holes. And even though he did not get it done, he came five apart. Five of seven, too. Five of seven. There you go. Uh, he did not get it done. He came apart a little bit coming down the stretch. But those are the kind of runs that get Jordan Spieth's blood pumping. Those are the kind of runs that made, won him two majors last year and had us talking about the single-season uh, single season Grand Slam. I think his game's coming around just like he wants it to. And look, once you've won one of these jackets, it's a lot easier to collect a second one. It still seems well, like positive I mean, self-talk to me. I mean, we're, I, we're I think talking, I agree with that. Yeah, we're, we're talking about a player here. He's finished inside the top twenty in his last four starts. He hasn't really had a serious bid at at contention here over over that stretch. So I think this is a guy who's trying to put himself in the right frame of mind, pump himself up a little bit so he can make it. Up. I do too. I, I do too. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. But but here's another thing too. You tell me if you guys agree. I do like him to hang in there though. No matter what kind of, no matter how this golf course plays, these conditions actually favor him. That's if it is sort of what I'm like. Oh, he he proved he proved a year ago that he can get it done. Two years ago, it was kind of halfway in between. If it's more difficult this year, I mean, he's won a U.S. Open. He plotted around uh, the the Open Championship at St Andrews. So he's kind. Of, he does have a game for all seasons. So yeah, he's not whatever. Shoot so I'm not. So whether that's self talk or not, I do kind of like the guy. Being able to go out there and figure it out on the fly 
if you will, dealing with whatever elements are out there as well as anybody else. Look, I'm less worried about, you guys asked me about Bubba and the flu, you know, he's not feeling well, he's got a taste of the sniffles. I'm less concerned about him than I am about my man Brendan Grace, who was my dark horse pick driving up in the car. Wow, you're really just going on a limb there. What, number 12 in the world? Yeah. Brendan Grace got paired with Bubba Watson and Ian Poulter. That can't be good for a guy's psyche. There's Why? no way. Why? You avoid that dark cloud and that. that there you place. go. Somehow it's gonna. Somehow it's gonna just jump out and suck <laughs> you in the vortex, like the tiger vortex with Ricky Fowler at the U.S. Open last year. Kind of the. But, but Brandon Grace <laughs> played well at the U.S. Open last year. He he embraced those difficult decisions. I guarantee when Spieth saw that weather forecast, he smiled. Yeah. And there's no train tracks running down the right side of 16 at Augusta, so I like. I still like <laughs> yeah. Brandon Grace's chances. As as you should. All right, as we wrap this thing up, any um. Any other thoughts here sort of on the eve of the Masters? We're ready to kick off the the 80th version, 80, the 80th edition. Rexy, what are you you looking for, hoping for? Well, the highlight of the week, and, and it seems like before the te- first shot goes in the air, is always the highlight. It's, it, it, Jack Nicholas talking before the champions there on Tuesday night. And it was interesting hearing him talking about the changes, the possible changes to the golf course, 13 being the one moving that tee back. And Jack being Jack, he, he actually – explain four or five different ways they could lengthen that hole or change that hole and, and really kind of proof it against today's technology. And then he came back to the golf ball. Always back to the golf ball. <laughs> Got to change the golf ball, boys. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like he had just a little inside knowledge when he was talking yeah. about the decisions on, on 13. <laughs> Something tells me that he did. A lab, final thoughts as we're about ready to kick this thing off? I mean, I think I speak for every golf fan who says they just want Thursday to, just give to, us, already, yeah. to already get here already. We've, we've been waiting eight months. The run-up to the Masters is just excruciating. I think it's even worse than the Ryder Cup. In the Ryder Cup, you have two years a build-up and you actually have an extra day of waiting. It's an excruciating wait to get to Thursday. Is that really Thursday. the word you want to use right now? It's an excruciating wait I think, to get to I Thursday think I morning. agree with that. These The first three days, it feels like two weeks. I mean, it, it truly, it's just... And then the next four it days, feels like, like 10 minutes. And then, it's, and then it goes by quickly. But I, one thing we can, all, we can all agree on is that this place, more often than not over the years, has has delivered the goods on Sunday, and let's just like hope like hell that it happens one more time. And if it's nice and windy, it should it could be even more calamitous than usual. How do you like Louie in the wind? Not as much as I like Spieth in the wind. We might have to have a bet. All right, well, uh, since since this is not a gambling podcast, <laughs> we'll have to do this off. So, so for Rex... That's the, that's the Tuesday scramble. Yeah. <laughs> so for Rex and Ryan and our creepy uh, doll that's sitting here right next to us, I'm Jay Coffin. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Make sure you check out all of our coverage on golfchannel.com. Have a fun Masters. Happy Masters, and we will catch you soon. Take care. Bye. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.